Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. Do you tend to focus on what you want rather than the needs of others? Or are you continually looking for ways that you can increase your client satisfaction? Well, stick with me in this episode because I'm going to help you to unpack the crucial competency of service orientation. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, Emotional Intelligence Speaker and Trainer of the Year and Master Coach Trainer. And today I want to continue our conversation in the third quadrant of emotional intelligence, social awareness, by helping you to become a servant leader. I don't know about you, but I definitely can remember the times where I received poor service from someone, where it felt like when I was on the phone with them that I was interrupting them or they weren't actually listening to what it is that I was looking for. Just over the weekend, I rang a supplier of mine to talk about some changes that I wanted to make to my account. Unfortunately, they had a script in front of them and they didn't listen to a thing that I was saying. And in fact, the solution that they came up with was so far away from what I'd asked for, it wasn't funny. Now, at the end of the day, I got through to someone who was able to help me and I got the result that I wanted. However, I still went away from that conversation feeling like I hadn't been treated with the value that the money that I was spending deserved. I can also remember many times where I've received exceptional service, where I could tell that people were putting me first, and then in doing that, knowing that they were going to get what they needed as well. And that's the key to this crucial competency of service orientation. Now, before we can move into this competency, we need to step back and look at the things we've looked at over the last few weeks. And particularly around the area of empathy. So to be able to serve the needs of others, you firstly need to seek to understand. You need to look at it from their perspective, not just yours. So empathy is really, really important. And if you haven't had the opportunity to go through that particular episode, then go back a couple of weeks and you can go through before you come back. Last week, we talked about situational awareness. And this is also very important for us to be able to read the room, to understand what's going on in the other person, so that then we can tailor the way we resolve their situation to them, not just stick to a script. When you develop this competency, rather than just offering off-the-shelf solutions to your client's needs, you can go the extra mile and you can make sure that what you're offering them is actually ticking the boxes 
And they go away from that experience with you going, wow, I feel valued and I really enjoy working with this person. Now we're talking about this in the context of customer or client service. However, what I really want to get across to us is this is the way we can work with everybody. It's easy for us to understand this, looking at it in this context. However, when we become a servant leader, when we look at life and our interactions with people in a way that says, I'm going to give you the best of me that I can so that in return, I'm going to have the communication that we need to have a mutually beneficial relationship. So even though we're talking about this in the terms of uh, transactions with clients, with customers, I want you to expand your thinking to every area of your life where you get to work with people. People remember their interactions with us. And if it's one that was pleasurable, then they remember it in a favorable way. So what I want to do is give you some key principles of service orientation so that you can then go out and practice these, particularly as we're going into this busy part of the year where everybody's going on holidays and there's a little bit more tension going on in the world right now. So before we do that, I just want us to understand what servant leadership is not. Sometimes when people hear the word servant, they think that it's subservient, where they're below the other person. And it's definitely not that. They also view it in a way that says, if I treat you like you're more important than me, then you're going to get one over me. So to go into this and get benefit from this particular training and this competency What we need to do sometimes is to unlearn some of those things from our past, the beliefs that we have around the word servant. Language is so important. It's like the word sales. Some people don't like to say that they sell things. However, I look at it a different way. For me, selling is serving. Because if I've got something that you need, and I don't sell it to you, then I'm actually cheating you out of the result that whatever it is that I'm selling could give you. So it's important for us to look at the language you use around these things and make sure that we start with a platform that's going to allow us to actually go out and become more of a servant and therefore have greater relationships and make sure that our transactions are more mutually beneficial. So let's have a look at these key principles. Number one is to be available. Whether it is a client in your business or a member of your family, being available so that they can actually interact with you, so that they can seek what it is that they need from you, is the first principle of being a servant leader. 
Now, we're not talking about being open 24-7 and just let people contact you whenever they want to. No, we're talking about within the boundaries that we set back in personal power that we are actually fully available and we're not just sort of available and checking our phone at the same time on TikTok. So when people are wanting to come and work with you, whether they're going to buy something from you or whatever it is, be available. I don't know about you, but I've gone into some shops sometimes and people have gone, can I help you? And it's like as if I've interrupted them. They were on social media or they were doing something and I was a pain that they had to endure for a few minutes. But when you are available, when people feel your presence, that you are totally available to them, then that tells them straight away that you value them and the whole transaction starts off on the right foot. So the first key principle is about being available. Number two is to be helpful. Now, being helpful might sound pretty obvious. However, the type of being helpful that I want to talk about here is being helpful even when there's not a direct reward in it for you. So for me, if I'm working with a client, if I'm working with a friend, that I'm not always looking for an agenda of what I'm going to get if I give you this help, I want this in return. Many times I've given with no expectation of a return to see it come somewhere down the track. And not only did it come with that person, but because they spoke about what it is that I'd done with them, it had come with heaps of referral business as well. So be helpful. Look for solutions for people rather than just be transactional. Number three is go the extra mile. I know there's been many times where I've felt myself falling into the pattern of just ticking the boxes, just doing what it is that I've been asked for. However, what I've found I enjoy and therefore I know that my clients will enjoy is anticipating what else they might need. So if their original question or request is going to give them a particular thing that we know is not totally what they need right now, adding in that little bit of extra knowledge, helping them to improve on what it is that they were looking for or get it in a different way, which was actually going to save them time or money or whatever, is going the extra mile. It's like in the old days, as my kids call it, when I talk about these things, someone taking your parcel that you've just purchased in their store and walking it out to the car for you. You know, holding open doors, just things that really are common sense and courtesy can be seen as going the extra mile. And I know that that is a little bit disappointing that those things are seen as going the extra mile these days. They, in my opinion, should be a gimme that happens everywhere. But what that does is it sets you apart. It shows the person that you are working with that you're different, that it's an experience with you. It's not just a transaction. 
So look for opportunities to go one better, to go the extra mile when you're working with people. Number four is to make people feel valuable, respected, and listened to. Once again, this is one of these common courtesy things that's unfortunately not that common these days. But when we listen intently, when we listen to understand, when we allow someone to finish their whole conversation, when they're requesting something or asking us a question, before responding or jumping in or giving them the solution, that says so much about how you feel about them. That says that you are putting them first, that you actually value them as a client, as a friend, as a family member, whatever it is. And remember, the type of listening that we talk about is active listening, where we're engaged and we're not just listening for what we need to hear. We're listening for what's not said. We're feeling what is going on in that situation as well. And we're reflecting back to make sure that we fully understand. When we do that, people go, wow, what an experience. Not only did this person help me and give me what it is that I needed, they actually listened. And you could be the first person that week that had actually done that for them. So it's not all that hard to stand out in your market when you seek to be a servant leader. Number five is be friendly. Being friendly costs you nothing. However, the reward that comes from it for both you and the other person is priceless. It starts with greeting people by asking for their name and then using it. All those simple things that we were taught when we were at school. It's about showing a greater interest in that person than the transaction that you want to do with them. It's about common courtesy and it's not all that hard to do. However, once again, it's something that will set you apart. Anything that you do when you're interacting with people leaves an experience and an impression on them and that's their perception of you and therefore forms their opinion of whether or not they want to continue to work with you. So just be friendly. Have a smile on your face. Be courteous. Ask rather than tell. And this sets you apart as someone who people want to work with. Number six is have a yes attitude. Sometimes when I work with people, I don't feel that they actually want to solve my problem. In fact, I think sometimes the roles are reversed and they just want to be heard. There's nothing sweeter to the sound of your client than the word yes. Being able to feel certain and comfortable that you are going to be able to help them. Now, the way we do this so that we don't put ourselves in a situation where we're not able to give them what they need or it goes outside our own boundaries is to ask more questions is to let them know that you're going to do whatever you can. So they may ask for a particular thing, come back with something like, I'd love to help you with that. 
So that puts you on the front foot as being someone who wants to actually be involved rather than, oh, I'm not sure whether we can do that or that's not something that we normally do, which immediately puts up a barrier and says, I'm not here to help you. I'm only here to help me. One of the most powerful words in the English language is the word yes, and your clients want to hear it. Number seven is to make promises and keep them. There's nothing worse when you're working with someone who overpromises and then underdelivers, who out of a sense of uncertainty or a lack of personal power just want you to approve of them so they just say yes to everything but then do nothing. A servant leader makes sure that they only promise what they can deliver. And whatever they feel they might be able to do, they speak about that in a different way where they go, I'm not sure if we can do that. Let me go and find out and come back to you. So instead of responding directly to things all the time, sometimes we need to get more information or we might need to get the assistance of others. When we're working with people, they need to know you, like you and trust you so that they buy things from you, keep buying them from you, and refer you to their friends. Nothing builds trust faster than keeping your word. So it's crucial that you make promises that you can keep. The logistics behind that is to actually do some follow-up, to make sure that you've got a system in place that reminds you what you said you were going to do, that prompts you to do it and then has a process for you to go back to your client and let them know that it's done. So there you have seven key principles that you can work on. That, as I said, and I'm sure you will agree, are all common courtesy that say to the other person, you're valuable, I wanna help you, I wanna give you the result that you want and make you a servant leader. Servant leaders are the greatest leaders of today. They're the ones that tend to be the most successful because instead of treading all over people, they lift people up. And then people wanna get around them. People wanna work with them. People want to follow them. And that's the type of leader that I know that you can be. So as we go into this break period, into this Christmas holiday period, there's going to be many opportunities for you to be a servant leader. If this is something that you need some more help on because you feel like you've got some challenge around those words of servant or leader, then make sure that you get in touch. Make sure that you go back and you look at some of the other episodes and you look at your personal power. You look at your self-worth, how you feel about yourself and the beliefs that you have around your identity because they will stop you from being a servant leader, from having empathy. And these are all competencies of social and emotional intelligence. And you can see now how we go on this journey from self-awareness into self-management. And now we've gone into those social awareness competencies of empathy situational awareness and service orientation. 
they build on each other. So go back, continually working on those competencies that you need to lift yourself in. Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week as we land this plane in 2021 and we start getting ourselves ready for an amazing 2022. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media and head over to my website, grantherbert.com, where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.